What do you mean, you people, Mark? What are you talking about? Anyway, welcome to the show. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start it. It's Patrick Beatty Reviews, the number one for news. It's Patrick Beatty Reviews, number one for news. Yeah. Tune in. Get up. Yeah. What's up? Keep the change, you filthy animal. What is up, my gaggle of geeks? Man, it's been a while since I've heard that theme song. Welcome to a new podcast episode. We're going to be talking about a couple of movies or a show that's on HBO Max that's on its uh, swan song season. It's ending now, and we're going to take a look at the first season, kind of a retrospective, and see what the perspective is of somebody that hasn't watched Succession before. And we're going to talk about the Ben Affleck movie, with air, maybe we'll drift into a couple of DC stuff. But with me is Mark from the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast. Welcome, Mark. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Patrick, <laughs> uh, every time I enter a room, I, I forget. I forget that the uh, actual applause button is on a different area of the screen, and so I always put the wrong one. That was the one I wanted to hit. There. Thank you. Yeah, there's one that says applause too, and it always gets me because it's like, oh, it's not a good applause. So I don't know why I wrote it as a. So thanks for <laughs> doing that. No um, tell me what you're up to and where people can find you real quick before we dive into everything. Uh, yeah, you know, the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast. Uh, first, you can find us basically anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, we're on Twitter, VS Movie Podcast, uh, or just go to the website, vsmoviepodcast.com. That will get you every place you want to go. We're also on YouTube from time to time, if that's your thing, uh, which if you're watching Patrick right now, it totally is your thing. But no, oh, over here, you know, we it's movie season. We're ramping up for summer film just like you are. Uh, and it's it's going to be good. It's going to there's some good stuff. We've had some good stuff. And I'm just really looking forward to full theaters and uh, and good flicks. Oh, yeah. And it's already kind of bleeding into the summer movie season. We're getting we're starting to get some new ones and Ant-Man like really jumped the gun with it. But John Wick is showing up like we're, we're starting to get a lot of these. So let's uh, let's talk award season. Suddenly, why are we already talking about award season? Well, because a film came out uh, that's getting screened constantly by literally uh, I've never seen. Um, the uh, company that distributes the screenings out to us from Warner Brothers gives so many screenings out in like right. a seven day period. I believe there's like five screenings. Yeah, out. it's it's insane. It's literally it's there was like two or three last week, and there's two or three this coming week. It's nuts, right? And I think it's because they know they have a hit on their hands. Hopefully, we maybe see some of that with the Flash. We didn't see it with Shazam, but when we're gonna look into this, it's Ben Affleck's new directorial film. You know, we're what, what film is this for him? Number three? Uh, no, he has, or is to it just Argo that. and uh, you know I, what? I feel like he did the town, but I could be wrong. That man, no, he's got nine directorial credits. Nine live nice. by night, Argo, the town, give me shelter, gone, baby, gone. Oh, okay, so he directed that one too. So, yeah, I wasn't for sure with gone, baby, gone, so I didn't want to say it, but so he is going into a well-seasoned career as a director and one that everybody, whether you have loved his daredevil, whether you've hated his Batman, whether it's the opposite, you have, everybody's admitted that like his directing is so strong and you know, he's an Oscar award winner for it. This is his new one. And we're talking about Michael Jordan and how the shoe came to be the air Jordan. Um, it's, kind of fascinating to look at it in this perspective and have such a kind of high octane Aaron Sorkin like uh script 
that that makes this really move along for quite a it's a little bit longer of a runtime. Wouldn't you agree, Mark? Yeah, well, it's it's still less than two hours, which lately is an incredibly short runtime, uh, considering Hollywood is not even remotely averse to putting out a two and a half hour movie anymore. Uh, and the recent John Wick, of course, 249, which is just nuts for an action film. And as much as I love that film, by the way, I could have cut 15 to 20 minutes off that and it still would have been okay. But I don't regret that those 15 or 20 minutes at right. all. But, but no, it's air. And I think I think what you're pointing to on, on Affleck and his directorial record is he, he doesn't direct everything that gets thrown at him. He mm. is very selective. So that gives him time to decide a if it's a worthwhile project b whether it's a, a project that suits him and then he takes the time to do it as right as he can right so will that always work no hollywood is littered with films where i'm sure all of those considerations were made and the movies aren't that good um but i think that thus far that's i think that's what he's he's looking at and i think that's why his record is just generally so good behind the camera mm -hmm. What do you think is the strongest film so far? Not including this, if this ends up being your favorite. We'll uh, yeah, I, I, I think, I think honestly, my favorite of his is, is, is Argo. Mm -hmm. I really do. I, I didn't, I honestly, I, I thought Gone Girl was fine. Mm -hmm. uh, but actually he didn't direct that one, but you know, I thought that was fine, but you know, Gone Baby Gone, but, but Argo is, I mean, it was everything I wanted. It was, it was international politics. It, you know, it was, it was a thriller and it, it all the pieces just appealed to me the best. Right. And then he goes in and he, he kind of holds down his own movie. And I think he did that specifically to keep as much of hit what he wanted done on it. He, to, it would prevent, I think a lot of extraneous stuff, but that's my favorite of his. Okay. So very cool. Well, air here, this is uh based uh on i guess a true story we could also debate that me and you right, always yeah the, the, yes yes absolutely <laughs> well based it's starting that day by mm -hmm. he's a uh, sunny vaccaro this is somebody that basically has been scouting different uh high schools he's trying to look for talent that he can bring on to the nike brand nike let's diss nike a little bit about what they were at the beginning and nike was like the rc cola of shoes right hey yeah, that's a good one. Now you're you, now you give them. you because I love RC Cola. I'm an East Coaster and I grew up. They, RC they Cola. were the fruity rocks of. <laughs> there you go. No, yeah, but you're right. I, well, in terms of of this film, yeah, the, Nike was a running shoe. Mm. That's that's what they were built on. That that was where they made their name. Um, and and Air is the story of them trying to get a piece of this burgeoning basketball shoe market. Mm -hmm. um, that that. Adidas and and uh, Converse just had basically on lockdown, uh, right? And the only way to do that, of course, is is you know endorsements. You either you either have it doesn't matter how good your product is if people won't use it. So you mm -hmm. people to use your product that other people want to emulate. Uh, and I think early on in this, uh, you know, they talked about uh, Adidas. Um, all the all the rappers were were wearing Adidas at the time, so mm -hmm. this was was just shooting up in sales and you know nike was trying to find their in into this uh into this market outside of running where you know they they controlled the running shoe market mm -hmm. um but yeah they 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 were they were the also ran 
in every other athletic market. Right. Um, so well, yeah, this was so during a time, uh, nineteen eighty four, I believe. Right. This, yeah, set nineteen eighty four. This was a time where a lot of commercials coming out ended up being pinnacle and uh, really game changing commercials. Thinking specifically of what they were showcasing, you get a lot of nostalgic hits with this movie. Mm-hmm. When you're walking into a convenience store, they make sure to show you the Wonder Bread show, the, the Twinkies, everything that that you grew up and loved. Even the naughty section at a magazine store that for some reason been epic. Like get those shots. But you also get to see like the Apple commercial that Ridley yeah. Scott directed that changed the game for what they were doing and brought it to arguably where they were now. Marketing is such a huge part of it. And so very much like Argo, there's high stakes built into the situation. Maybe it's not like life or death in this situation, but it is something where you have to dream big. You have to take huge risks and you get to see a marketing team of all places, like really risk everything they can to try to get this one athlete to sign on with them. And the only way that they can sign on with that athlete is to get through his parents and Viola Davis is playing Michael Jordan's mom uh Dolores Jordan and she is fantastic in this and absolutely like it's a little bit of a spoiler in a way to say that this is her film but maybe it's something that we could warn people a little bit on like with the Michael Jordan showcasing there's not necessarily anything that's like we're going to show him like uh, an actor yeah. a full face in fact My, you never Michael Jack Michael this is face. this is not a Michael Jordan movie no, it's uh, it is it it is not, and specifically so because this isn't the Michael Jordan story. Mm-hmm. This is the Nike story. But you and would think su- that it would be because that's the big whale that they're going after, it, and nobody it, would well, really think about who's who's the person behind the scenes in that. Like we talk about management, and we talk about like you see Rocket Man, you see Elvis, you see like the Colonel, and mm-hmm. how they handled and finagled their deals. But with this, it's very different. This is mm-hmm. this is with a family that love each other. And and that have a strong connection. And, and that's what I thought was really great about this and how they chose to focus on that and how Sonny and Dolores' characters were basically mutually respecting the fact that this kid is going to go further than any other athlete will ever go in the world. Yeah, uh, and that that's what drives this movie. Yeah, Viola Davis is always great in mm-hmm. everything she does. Uh, handpicked by by Michael Jordan to play his mom. Right. Um, you know, that Ben Affleck has now famously said that he goes, Yes, you can make the movie, but Viola Davis has to be my mom. If you're gonna um, if you're gonna, if you're pick, gonna pick your mom, it might as well be Viola Davis. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, I if, if I they made a movie about my mom, I would probably want Viola Davis to play my mom. <laughs> so um, yeah, good choice. Uh but no, it's it, it, it again, yeah, it's important that people know this isn't this isn't a Michael Jordan movie. It's not even a sports movie. Um, which I like because I like sports movies that aren't really about sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, uh, for the same reason, I very much enjoyed uh, the Kevin Costner film Draft Day, right? Which is not about football, mm-hmm. but it's about football. Uh, so, but it's all that's it's you know it's it's about it's about um, interpersonal, it's about business politics, um, it's got good characters driving your story. Um, and terrific cast. Yeah. And, but that's, that's what makes this, this movie was what make air so good. I mean, you, Matt Damon, Jason Bate, Matt Damon, Jason Bateman, Ben Affleck, uh, Viola Davis, Chris Tucker in Mm -hmm. a wonderfully understated performance, by the way, Mm -hmm. uh, overall. Um, yeah, it's, 
Jay, Jay Moore had a really messed up role. <laughs> um, I think that's his, uh, uh, what, uh, Tom Cruise, uh, Len Grossman. Oh, uh, you bless Grossman. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of his, you know, but, you know, Marlon Wayans is in it in a really understated performance mm. uh, by Marlon Wayans. But yeah, well, it's, it's, I, I want to point out Chris Messina also, who had some of like the show stopping jokes in this. Um, he, yeah. he played uh, Michael Jordan's uh, agent. agent and the interactions between Matt Damon's character and him are really some of the better parts of, of the comedic bits with this movie. Yeah. Uh, and he, he's very good at playing this character. I don't know if you've ever watched HBO's the newsroom. I have not. So he plays a very familiar character. He's kind of a son of, uh, very much like succession, actually, uh, a son to a media conglomerate. Right. That's kind of just like, uh, I want to change things and I'm going to cuss out everybody for not doing stuff. And I'm the, I'm that the works. big boss. So it worked really well for this. I, I love right. that. Um, now, as far as like, we've talked about how great the acting is. We've talked about how great the suspense building is in this, which it, again, they really do a good job of building this up, showing why it's so important, why this company needed this situation and, and really why, um, Phil Knight, um, Rob Strasser, Sonny Vaccaro, why they all kind of had to take risks of different, but very like pivotal things right yeah Jason Bateman had to give up something with it with his uh, family Matt Damon had to risk pretty much everything with the entire department but it's fascinating to see where do you think this stands though when it comes to award season this year uh I think it'll be in the discussion in a few categories mostly because of the names involved mm -hmm. um, ensemble right but is it a best like a best picture maybe we'll see what else comes out this year hmm. um you know viola davis will definitely get mentioned because it's viola davis and we've already addressed that yeah. um if any single person is going to get nominated, i could see matt damon be nominated and i can see viola davis being he nominated. could he's he's basically playing uh and there's a couple of nods in here and i wouldn't uh, mind chris tucker being nominated to be honest he, uh, he was really good that would be if they that, run that, out of all the other options. Yeah, like that, that, that would be string. that would be a curveball. That's that's going to show up on like a, a Golden Globe. It's the Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> yeah, right. it's just that's just <laughs> that's going to be your yeah, she earned it. Your, your curveball. But no, Matt Damon, he's basically playing uh, uh, Carol Shelby, mm. which is cute because they threw the Shelby car in on top of that monitor uh, at his desk, which I thought was right. was great. Uh, I was like, ah, it's subtle. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, it's, but no, it's, it's fine. You, it, uh, it was, this was written, uh, by Alex Convery. Uh, wow. His first script, not a bad script. Mm. Now, is it a nominee? We'll see what else comes out this year, but it's impressive. Nonetheless, but, but yeah, no, it's script. good, good, good freshman effort. Yeah, I, um, I, that caught you by surprise. I noticed that. Yeah, well, I, I just pulled it up. I was like, oh, crap. Well, wait a minute. Wait yeah, a minute. one credit on IMDb. So, uh, <laughs> no, it's, but it, it'll, it'll be talked about. I don't know what kind of, what kind of traction it'll get, but I think people will be like, you remember air? I mean, because it's, it's, it's far enough after, or it's mm. far enough into this year to where it won't get forgotten. I'm going to predict the same type of situation that Hustle had. Yeah. 
Yeah, I could see it going the same way with Hustle, where it's just this is this is a great sports movie that's not necessarily about sports that will make you dream big. Like yeah. that's that's the big thing. When you go out of this movie, you're like, all right, where's my whale? What do I need to go after? Right. What what's the big thing that I can try to chase? Especially in this career where we're we're just we're just these lowly people in our offices just right. trying to talk to somebody about their creative ventures and how much fun they had and hopefully get some information out of it. And at the end of the day, it can be really hard to catch those waves, especially if you're small chickens, you know? Right. So it's, yeah. I mean, it's very without, cool. without, without cheating, I guess, uh, <laughs> or, or lowering yourself or demeaning yourself. I mean, okay, Mark, part of this, that's like, know? that's like a 0.5 percentage. I know everybody, I I, you, but you know what I mean? You're not chasing the clicks, not chasing the likes, not sensationalizing. We all chase the clicks. Well, yeah, it's but what it's what matters is, is it true? But yeah, well, is also, it authentic my, to you? My, my favorite, my favorite expression is the, uh, the hate industry on social media that exists just to hate, just for, just for traffic. Mm. Um, so it's, yeah. Just it's, is league. Was that our lead into the just us league drama no. with DC real quick that we were aforementioning beforehand? <sighs> yeah. Well, just a little let's, bit. Let's just fin a little we bit. finish up on air. Okay. So do you, do you, what are you going to, I don't really give ratings. I give it. A I, no, I, I, it's, I, yeah, I see it. Definitely see it. I, it's well yeah. worth it. If, if you like, like, again, it's a sports movie. That's not about sports. Mm -hmm. Uh, so don't, you know, this is not a bad, they're not a lot about the Matt Damon is in a gym one time at the beginning and he's watching high school kids in a playoff, right. uh, you know, it's just scouting players for possible future endorsement deals. Uh, you know, there's tape of Michael Jordan's, the championship game for North Carolina. There's tape of that. And I mm. think that's about all the basketball there is. There's a couple other tapes. There's like some tape of Charles Barkley. Reference that there's going to be a real big Utah Whoop, whoop moment while they're debating a lot of the names at the beginning right. they they talk about one particular that to me i even leaned over to the person i was with i was like that's that person so <laughs> i won't yeah. i won't spoil that but th that was kind of fun to be like why is that dude in there right. do, you, do you even know where that school is yeah we can't <laughs> yeah. say that school you know i know that's don't school. you dare mark don't say i know i won't that's a spoiler okay but well, yeah, rating so it i would go let's go eight and a half for me if we were to read <laughs> see, it see i'm 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 fine at like a seven and a half. It's fine. I, mm. I still enjoyed draft day more. Um, but I think because there was literally a ticking clock in that, that movie. And this was, uh, you know, the characters were just as compelling, but it was, it, it was a very much more of a slow burn mm. kind of, kind of thing. Well, the uh, question is, did it make you care? Did it care? Well, did, did I, did I care about Michael Jordan? No, I'm a Larry Bird guy. Did it make you care about Nike getting this deal? Uh, about it, Matt Damon making sure that department made like did the things that they promised? Did that happen? Um, yes, that that aspect of it is that's, incredibly that's compelling. That's all I can ask that, for. That, 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 that film, yeah, that makes it incredibly compelling to where you see how close Nike was to failure, right, and, and near non-running obliteration, right. Uh, and even the history of this. the other companies is cool. Yeah, you, you learn a little about it, a little bit about Adidas. You learn a little bit about Converse, and mm -hmm. and and so yeah, so it's 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 intriguing. I uh, I definitely think people should see it. Don't see it just because you're a Michael Jordan fan, because again, he's not in it. Right. Uh, it's like going the, to eighty for Brady because you want to learn about Tom Brady's backstory. That is not what this movie is about. No, you'll be very definitely not what this is which, about. By the way, eighty for Brady's amazing. That'll be I my segue care. out of this. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. That's my oh. that's my rating on eighty for Brady. I don't care.
Oh, you don't want to watch it? Okay. I don't want to watch it. Didn't want to watch it when it came out. I, I was out of town and I was like, sorry, I can't wow. make that screening. Somebody never watched Grace and Frankie is all I'm going to say. Yeah, but there's other. If you watch there. Grace and Frankie, you just have a connection to these two actresses mm. that you will watch them in anything after that. Fair enough. I know because I watched Moving On and I wanted to move on as quickly as possible <clears> after <throat> I saw that movie. 80 for Brady. Loved, loved, loved it. Whoa. Moving on. They called that a comedy. Let's move on. Right. So Succession. This is a comedy in a very fun and devilish way. It's <clears> season. <throat> we're in season four. four. I believe. It's the conclusion. It's, it's all wrapping up. And it is crazy to see where these characters have come from. And I find it a little bit interesting as I've been rewatching seasons two and three, and I haven't really jumped into one for some reason, maybe because I liked seeing those mid progressions rather than where they were at the beginning. So Mark, I asked you to dive in to the succession pool. And I I'm curious if you were able to come out of that swamp uh, clean, or if you now have a, a stank on you that you won't be able to get out until you finish the whole show. Well, okay. So yeah. So normally I, if I don't, if I don't normally, if I don't get to watch a show pretty close to when it starts, um, all these really great shows that I understand are good and acknowledge are good. It's like, that's like, you know, I understand that sons of anarchy is great, but I cannot invest eight seasons or whatever it is to go back and do it. You know, I understand eight is a lot. I, I think that's, I think that's what sons was, uh, you know, I understand that supernatural was awesome, but it's like, I don't have 37 seasons to invest, to go back and rewatch that, uh, to watch that again. I, but I get it. It's a good show. Uh, so this one I didn't watch. Uh, I didn't, it wasn't on my radar. I had other things going on, uh, but you mentioned it and I was like, you were like, well, watch the first episode. So mm -hmm. I watched the first episode. Um, and it, it's got some, some interesting characters. I think that's a show that, uh, if I'm, if I'm slow and I need something to watch, I can, I, I could probably watch all four seasons. Right. Um, but I, I can't sit down on a weekend and it's not a show that I'm like, I got to blow through season one today or this weekend. Mm. I, that's, that's not where I'm at. I think the characters are interesting. I love the setup. Um, I, anything, but again, now you, you have, you have business dealings that are paralleling family dealings, which, you know, it's, and it's all that good stuff. And you got Brian Cox as the head of household. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's, it's, it's just, it's a great setup. I see why people like it. And I, I will, I will endeavor to, mm. to get through it. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I see why you like it. I really, what do. did you, uh, what did you think regarding like, so this is a family, right? A huge family that you could even consider. Um, it's a media conglomerate. They're the head of a media conglomerate, much like Fox news. This is like your Richard, Richard, uh, what's the Richard Madden's who is the people the, the Murdochs um, for Fox the Murdochs. Well, we, I mean, it, this there's is probably, other, there's this a is lot, probably a closer to Rockefellers. This is probably closer to Disney because they have theme parks. They have, uh, but they do know, have they a new they have a film too. studio. They have, yeah, but they have it all. So they're mm. in all the multi, I mean, like I said, if you, if you're doing movies and theme parks, you're closer to Disney than well, you there's are. A, Fox. There's a specific <laughs> family. Hold on. I got to find a uh, rich family. Yeah, those in are. history. Let's see if that does anything. Uh, let's see. Pretty sure they were because I I watched a few of the, like the back in the day like right. panel discussions with them, but I don't remember who they were. And we're gonna get yelled at so much during this, so we'll just cut. Now you out. cut whatever you want. We're gonna cut this out. I usually don't cut things out, but. I need to remember. 
Burgers. No, it's not. The Redstones? Redstones, yeah, that's who it Redstones. is. Redstones. Yep. Yep. So it's very much like the Redstones, how they're basing most of their stuff off. And it's Shakespearean more than anything because of how tragic a lot of these characters' stories start going. Um, there's betrayal. There's intrigue. There's really weird sexual stuff at a certain point. It's it's all over the map, and I love how much they bring out all these characters. Did you catch the Ferris Bueller's Day Off actor in in uh, episode one? Did you meet all the all of the family in episode one? Oh, Alan Ruck, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Captain Captain of the Enterprise, you're welcome. And, well, uh, it was lovely to see him, right? It's cool. Yeah, to see no, him it's always this. good to see Alan Ruck. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. It's, but I, it's I love. A, I, he's like. A, he's like. No, I'm out. This is family crap. He goes. Tell me what we're doing, and I'll go along with it. Because he's mm. like, I'm not getting involved. He's a right. far. He's a rancher. He's like, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't want that. All this garbage. Maybe. I think. We'll, I, I think. Eventually, I know. Obviously, if I'm writing, eventually down the road, it turns out he has plans and machinations. Mm. Uh, but uh, right now, no. So I, I. I like his character. I love. I love uh, Kieran. Kieran Culkin. Right. Uh, I think he's. He's awesome in this. I think he's just the right amount of uh, both. I don't give up or he gives all the. So mm-hmm. well, um, and Sarah Snook and uh, Matthew McFadden, uh, that is Shiv and yep. her husband. Yep. Their character arcs uh, go to places where this was the first episode that premiered last week of season four and, and where their character arc it goes basically is one of the most tragic things that has been on TV in a long time. Wow. Where it's just like, dang, dang. <laughs> they really like, th- this is just a small family drama, but it feels like the world just ended. This is crazy. Wow. Um, really great writing, really hilarious jokes. You're going to, you're going to laugh so much at Brian Cox and how much he just insults people. Cool. He, he actually does give no. Well, actually uh, in business, he gives all the but right. in dealing with other people, no, nah, I have. Nope. He has no time for your shenanigans. Yeah, the, uh, as he so, said last episode, they're pygmies. <laughs> they're pygmies. Yep, he says I'm a giant. These are pygmies. pygmies. <laughs> He's sitting in like just a regular restaurant, just looking around. <laughs> wow, that is, a, that is a man who's securing his place in the world. Right, and and knows that he's got all of the money. Um, <laughs> yep. But yeah, very good. I'm glad that you got to see that. And hopefully um, you do continue on. Maybe by, uh, I don't know, if you if you did want to go down the rabbit hole, I believe there's only 10 to 11 episodes a season. So yeah, it's a fairly the, quick there was, one. There was, I think there was 12 in season one. And it'll slow, it'll like go that. to like 10 by three, it, I believe. See, that, that makes it a little more doable. Right. Like network television stuff, like I said, like Sons of Anarchy, Breaking Bad, never watched any Breaking Bad. Oh man! Uh, I understand okay. it's a wonderful show. I am not going to go back and try to watch that. It's just, it's be, just not going to happen. It'd be tough with the workload. But speaking of workload, thank you for coming on and doing this. Where? What are you working on right now? And where can the people find you? Uh, again, it's it's movie season. It's wonderful. It's just so great to have quality movies to talk about. There's a mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of news. I'm I'm hoping to get some folks together to talk about some of the big industry shenanigans again going on mm. uh that i i just think that we need to get broken down 
uh, and determine what is going to happen with a lot of things because there's a lot of balls mm-hmm. in the air in Hollywood right now. Uh, but no, again, we're on Twitter, you know, at VS Movie Podcast or, you know, go to the website, vsmoviepodcast.com uh, and listen to us wherever we, you know, we're, we're going to have you on uh, at some point. I'm going to be talking to some folks on some other podcasts whose name uh, shall remain nameless right now till we fin- uh, finalize that uh, that scheduling. But yeah, it's uh, it's always fun to get together with with folks you don't regularly talk to. Right. But we and, see and each other every week. It's great. It's, we don't always get to sit down and do nice, nice long ones like this. But we're uh, the early birds. We get there before everybody else. That is so true. We well, that's to, because I have to drive 100 miles. You do. You do. So yeah, there's that. Uh, so, yes, I have to uh, like again. And tomorrow, I don't know when this is going, but tomorrow from now, uh, uh, I'm going to be driving through a blizzard. So to get yep. to a screening. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, let's go yeah let's as, go as we're seeing we'll see what happens let's hope it's, it's standard driving and not it's gonna be mario game. kart to get to, i don't want to no, know i'm not even driving the mario kart i'm driving i'm driving the bowser truck so mm. uh, no mario kart tomorrow that oh, that is not the way we're going because i'm sure i would do some banana peeling will winter ever end no find out never <laughs> i know <right>? next <laughs> next up on utah weather winter right oh man well, thank you again for joining. Of course, you can follow him at Visually Stunning Movie Podcast. Check out the podcast. He does great work. Uh, go to uh, abc4.com slash daily dish and check out the Cedar Skip It segments that we've been doing since January. It's been every week. It's been a completely different switch up from what we normally do, and it's really fun. Uh, just this week, we talked about Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Tetris, and uh, Rye Lane. Uh, see it all see it's right that's three see it's <laughs> Woo. but make sure that you go and check them out follow me on twitter instagram all that stuff there might be an interview coming with someone that um i'll be able to sink my teeth into and that will be the tease for that so we will talk soon thank you again for watching and we will see you at the next review